You are listening to the Glass Cannon Network, the premier source for role-playing game entertainment. Welcome to Cannon Fodder, a behind-the-scenes look at the Glass Cannon Network. Yo, what is going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to Cannon Fodder. It is Wednesday, May 31st, 2023, and I'm your old pal, Joe O'Brien. And I'm Troy, my heart still in Asheville, the Valley. <laughs> I got made fun of by family and friends for how much I talked about Asheville. <laughs> they were like, you're kind of, you're obsessed with Asheville. <laughs> I was like, I am, I am. I had heard for years how cool Asheville was. Like, you got to visit Asheville, it's so cool. And it exceeded all of my expectations. It was Unbelievable. Yeah, you know, when we first got there, it's like, eh, it seems fine. I get it. It's cool. And then after like six or seven beers, you're like, this place is awesome. <laughs> this place is fantastic. Uh, yeah, they ser- there's certainly no shortage of, uh, of places to feed you amazing beers and amazing food mm-hmm. uh, all over the town. Uh, and not to ignore St. Paul. St. Paul was wonderful as well. Minneapolis is an awesome city. It's just, it was a great time all around. Great trip. We just got back. Uh, if our voices are a little tired, uh, that's why. But it was, it was a whirlwind, uh, trip. Four days. It was so funny. You mentioned on the morning that we're flying out, (laughs) you were like, (laughs) you were like, this always happens with these four day trips. The day we landed in St. Paul, we grabbed a couple tickets to a minor league baseball game to the St. Paul Saints. And the day we were leaving Asheville on the flight that morning, you were just like, doesn't it feel like the St. Paul Saints again, St. Paul Saints game was a year ago? Like, I, I, you know, I don't think it's something because everybody goes on vacation, right? Everybody goes away for five days, seven days here and there. The difference between uh, day one and day five on these two show weekends, it really, I, I can't stop thinking about it. I've, I've continued to think about this and uh, say this to my wife over and over again since I got home. The gap between those days feels like eons. eons. <laughs> it really does. Because it's just, there's just so much that happens because we try to cram so much uh, stuff in, but we're also like working on the road. You and I are like working as well. And so it's just, it's just exhausting. You know, we land in, in Minneapolis and that day we're just like, we gotta go do stuff, running around, hitting in a bar, hitting some food, going to the game. And then the next day it's wake up. And before we know it, we've got to have, we're, we're, we've got to have lunch together. And then we have our call four hours before the fucking show. And then it's the show. And then the next day we wake up on three hours of sleep fly to charlotte rent a car drive from charlotte all the way you know to Asheville, and they're like all right let's try to do Asheville really quick and then we go to bed wake up and it's all over again we go oh, we got our call for our show even though it go like there's a million things happening that it makes the time feel long and fast all at the same time it's just a, a wild really messed up feeling <laughs> it is it is it messes with you it, it's also wild how how much happens in the story how much happens in the episodes because it's like you do two two and a half hour shows back to back all of a sudden when you've been doing one hour, you know, 75 minute shows. Yeah. And so like so much happens in strange aeons too. So you're just like, Oh, it's just such a, a whirlwind, a whirlwind. And yeah, by the end of it, it was funny. I think it was on stage in Asheville. Uh, no spoilers here because that episode's going to come out next week, but it was, 
was something. Well, it'll air on Twitch. No, it doesn't air on Twitch. What I'm saying it'll come out audio next week. It was like Kate said something to me. Oh, she was like snapped at me on stage. I can't remember the exact details of what it was, and I think you were like, "We've been spending a lot of time together, <laughs> like a little too much time together." Um, yeah, it was it was great though. It was a, it was a great trip, great cities. Huge thank you to the St. Paul, Minneapolis crowd uh, for coming out in droves, and then a huge thank you to our our southern contingent who rocked that rock club slash taqueria. Uh, that place Dude, was know, so loud; it was amazing. You know, another thing people uh, may not think about that I don't even know if you guys think about, like how good it is for the team to be spending so much time together. You know, oh, I mean? yeah. we spent a lot of time together, uh, both on the road and in the air. And then before the show, hanging out at bars and restaurants like that foundation, um, they, you know, I, I, it makes a big difference. I think it will make a continue to make a big difference for the live tour, but also it's going to make a big difference for gatewalkers where, I mean, that lunch together that we had in St. Paul, I was like, I wish we recorded that. We were all just bip, bop, boop, bop, bop, trying to one up each other, making each other laugh. And like that, we carried that right into the, St. Paul show. Um, so it's it's really important. They always say like uh, in the theater, you think of like building a show as a as a triangle and you some a lot of people build it uh ups an upside down triangle where uh your focus is just on that end product, the top of the pyramid. But no, you've got to work on you've got to build a strong foundation to the pyramid first. And that's building the relationships with the people you work with, building a rapport, building a, uh, you know, a, a sense of real community and, and these trips that we take together, uh, they're doing that. And I think that's, what's going to make gatewalkers even better. Yeah. It's going to pay off dividends, uh, for, for years to come this, this time that we're putting in now, because yeah, uh, you know, you don't really know people until you travel with them, right? Yep. Like, I mean, that's, you, you hear that all the time and it, and it goes for your, your coworkers as well. So, um, uh, speaking of community, I mean, like I said, huge thank you to all the Nation members that came out for these shows. Uh, but also a remind, <laughs> it was so cool hearing about the community events happening in the city. So whether it was the actual quasi organized event that happened at Level Up Games in Minneapolis or St. Paul, I don't know which one it's in, but Minneapolis, St. Paul, uh, the day after the show, or if it was the quote unquote party house that happened in Asheville. <laughs> the party or, house. The party house. We kept hearing about it at the after party. It's like, oh, I, are you one of the party house people? Uh, where <laughs> Nash members are getting together and hanging and having a great time in and around the show. Our show is just one small blip in a weekend of awesomeness for these Nash members. Um, Discord uh, has been a, uh, helping to foster this and our glass cannon live travel log on the discord is up and running and there are already posts there for LA and Seattle. So if you're thinking about going to those shows or you are already going to those shows, definitely check in on the discord. If you're a Patreon subscriber and you can find out, you know, if there's people that want to, you know, find other people to travel with or split hotel rooms or even party house so uh keep an eye on that because i mean we got pick you and i got pictures like from those party houses because there was another one in minneapolis with like you know whole board game setups out people gaming uh, you know day before day after it just sounded like a great experience so definitely hit up our discord for that i wasn't joking i was like if we have one more day i would have been like after after party 
at the party house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was a good group because everybody kept coming up like at the after party and chatting and then be, then they'd be like, and I'm at the party house. I'm like, yeah, you're at the party house. <laughs> you watch, dude, in a year that each venue is going to have like three party houses going on. That's why we say travel to these shows. There's nothing like seeing it live. Competitive party houses. Yeah. And, I, and I'll say that too. I met so many great people, uh, particularly in Asheville. I felt like that it was their first show. And mm-hmm. the way that they just beamed about seeing a show, you know, didn't you get the sense that there were a lot of people there that had listened since 2015 or 2016 and, and it was their first show? I yeah. met uh, quite a few people like that in Asheville and they just couldn't stop raving about what a different experience it is live. One of the people had been listening to us for five years and had never seen our faces. Like, had never gone on YouTube. And this was the first time they ever saw our faces. They were like, you guys don't look anything like your voices. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, they just kept talking about the yeah. experience of seeing the live reactions of the other people while someone else is talking. Fe- you know, seeing the, di- the dynamic that's happening the whole time. They were like, the remote video recordings cannot duplicate it. And the, uh, and the audio, obviously, you never see it. So this was the only time that they'd seen something like that, and it just heightened the whole show for them to, to new heights. So, And uh, it was cool that like there were a lot of people in line. I mean, I, and this is just speaking at the VIP after party, which is like a third, not even a third of the people in the room uh, who are like, I've been listening since episode three came out or since episode four or five came out. Like these are long time listeners of the GCP. So it was just cool to meet them. And, and yeah, when we visit these new cities, it's a, it's a risk, obviously. What if, what if nobody comes? We had a good showing, but, uh, you do get a chance to meet people that otherwise we would never get to meet. Yeah. Which is such a pleasure. Let's do a let's do a quick studio update. Uh, we're back in the studio again this week. Uh, testing, 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 testing. Uh, check one, two. Check one, two. We're doing work uh, again this week on finalizing the set. Uh, we had to do some camera tweaking. We had to buy some new equipment uh, after some of the other uh, other tests from last week. And uh, yeah, we'll be back in there again for this time a kind of full dress rehearsal recording. But we can't get the entire cast there. But we do have a partial cast there, and we're going to be running everything: all the cameras, all the lights, all the video, all the audio, and recording everything and seeing how how it all shakes out and looks and sounds. So I'm excited for that this week um that's that's going to be a good a good step in the right direction and then hopefully it's you know within a couple weeks we're actually rolling um how you feeling you feeling confident we're going to meet our deadlines on this thing (laughs) well that deadline keeps getting moved and moved and moved there's a lot of things we were just saying before we went live our current deadlines on this thing (laughs) (laughs) we have like um you know we have a tentative uh sort of recording date for episode one and I have a tentative release date and a lot of the big picture stuff is starting to fall into place. There's like really just one or two other talking, just like big picture, like the lights, we need to get the rest of the lights and stuff like that. But like everything else is in good shape. Um, so we're going to go in there uh, tomorrow and, and really uh, kind of go through some final checks here and there. But like now that we've got some of these bigger things out of the way, we're starting to realize all these little small things that we either like, uh, we just said, we'll deal with that later or, uh, we'll, we'll figure or that forgot out about entirely yeah, or forgot about entirely. Um, so now it's really digging into those. And then there's just other, like there's other little shit like that 
I can't really talk about right now because it's, it's, you know, they deal with sponsorship deals that may or may not happen. That is like a lot of work that we've got to figure out how we're going to implement certain, uh, tools or not implement them and, and, and then work out these deals with various, uh, companies. And then there's this, this whole other shit going on with our agency and whatnot. Like there's just, there's so much other stuff that's going on. I just want to get to the point where I can like just focus on gatewalkers. And, um, you know, I just don't know when that's going to happen. Like, I feel pretty confident. I've sent you guys plenty of work, uh, to, to do that's going to prepare us to, to start this adventure because it starts in a very, uh, a very odd way that I'm, I'm, cha- I'm changing a lot of this adventure. Um, and so I, I'm, I'm excited to just be able to focus on that, but I don't know if that is going to happen. I just don't think it's, I don't think I'm going to be able to be like, all right, I'm just going to focus on this. That's why I'm trying to spend time every day as best I can. Like just this is Gatewalker's time. And I sit there and if I'm just reading or if I'm looking at maps or whatever, so that I'm, I'm at least doing that, that what I call soft prep. Um, but I'm getting closer to the point where I have to start doing the, the hard, the hard prep, which is rewriting, uh, things moment by moment and scene by scene. And, uh, I guess I'm looking forward to it, but like, there's just so much fucking shit going on. I can't like keep my head straight. And I'm also like, I'm still fucked up from our trip. Like, I just feel like eating weird. I've been eating like very specifically when I'm home, eating on the road, having a couple extra drinks and like, we don't sleep at all. Like, I'm always like, yeah, a night away from the kid. I'm going to sleep. I didn't sleep at all. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm watching, I'm staying up after the show, watching the Celtics games on uh, record. Won't have to worry about that uh, on the next trip. But, uh, I'm like, I just, I did. I don't even think that last night I slept. I woke up and I was like, I, I've just been awake all night. Time to get on a flight. Uh, so it takes like time to recover and everything. I can't, I don't even know if I answered the question. I just feel so messed up from this trip. Yeah. Yeah. This is, we're recording this fodder like immediately after getting back. So it, it, it is a little bit tinged with um, uh, a little uh, lag. What, what's we're looking for? I don't know. We don't even know the words. We don't even know the word uh, for, uh, yeah, travel lag, whatever it's called. I can't remember. But it's, um, and yeah, you know, it's not just that the the lack of sleep and the travel. You're right. It is also like the change in diet and the change in you know uh, drinking and all that kind of stuff is just uh, it, it it weighs on you. And you just need another day or so, and we'll be fine. But yeah, anyway, um, let's talk labs. Uh, Glass Cannon Labs is, has a few weeks off right now, but it will be back next week, guys. Guys, the thing with labs is you can never like really know for sure what's going to happen. But as of right now, the plan is next week labs will return on June 8th for Alien. Alien is supposed to come back. Uh, as of now, everybody's available. We're supposed to be rocking and rolling. Uh, there might be a couple things out there like, mm, I don't know if it's going to happen, but I'm pretty sure that it is. So get excited for that. I'm very much so looking forward to continuing that story with that awesome group. Uh, so that should be good. Uh, that's that's June 8th. Where, uh, labs will be back. So Thursday, June 8th, 2 o'clock Eastern time. Keep, uh, keep an eye out for a live Alien game uh, with myself and Matthew, Alicia Marie, uh, Mary Lou and Skid. I mean, what what a group! It's it's going to be a lot of fun. Dude, I was thinking about this today. <laughs> like, there's so many games that I want to play, and I don't know if I'll ever get to play them. <laughs> I was thinking about this. Like going into the year, I was so fired up about Labs, and I'm just looking at this pile of fun things that I want to play, and I don't think I'll ever get to play them again. <laughs> You know what I mean? Even Gen Con was like, usually we'd have like time. We're like, oh, let's squeeze out a demo. Nope. 
Nope, we won't be <laughs> breathing at Gen Con. Uh, but I'm excited. I'm excited for everybody else to play on labs. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm thoroughly enjoying it. I mean, it always it just it just always helps. It helps to keep things fresh. It helps to keep you on your feet, and it helps to play other game systems. It just makes you more. I don't know. You play looser, and and you, you really you, do. Yeah, you get a little bit more of an idea how the whole you know how systems work in general, and how to and it's just reps. It's just reps. Reps are always good. Uh, last thing before we talk about the app, uh, it's just Gen Con, just a reminder of the Gen Con shows. I know we're like, it feels like it's really far out, but it's going to be here before you know it. And those shows are selling fast. So just a reminder that we've got two shows outside of the con this year, Glass Cannon Live and Call of Cthulhu Live. And then we've got two shows inside Gen Con, official Gen Con events that are almost sold out. So, you know, definitely get on there and check out the Gen Con website. Ton of people, by the way. Did you notice this? Ton of people in St. Paul and Asheville said that they would see us in Gen Con, that they already have their Gen Con tickets. There's a lot of people going. It feels like Gen Con is back this year. You know why? Because they're fucking smart, man. It's going to be a glass cannon uh, orgy uh, of content. (laughs) So Uh, many party houses all over Indy. So check it out. Glass Cannon Live that's happening Thursday night at Helium Comedy Club is almost completely sold out. VIP is sold out. There's like 50-something tickets left, period, for the whole event. (laughs) The Cthulhu show that's happening Friday night, I'm going to be announcing the cast very, very soon. And that show is a much bigger theater. But the tickets are $15. Uh, There's still plenty of tickets left, but I think, especially once the cast gets announced and we start doing uh, a bigger uh, marketing push, I'm really hoping... There's a, I, I think there's a chance we sell that out. So please, that's the show you grab your buddy and say, come on, don't spend 15 bucks on us free Starbucks. Come see my best friends play. Uh, <laughs> and then the con shows, dude. So we've got Modern Cthulhu happening Friday morning. There are, I'm looking right now because I, I was like, oh shit, I haven't looked. Uh, 39 tickets left. That's a a 250-seater. There's only 39 tickets left. Now, Blades in the Dark Live is happening Saturday at 5 p.m. at the con. That's a 400-seater. There's 171 tickets left. So we've already sold uh, 229 tickets. Um, That is going to be jam-palooza in there. So (laughs) come on out. And come by the fishbowl. Come by what? Come by the fishbowl, uh, the recording studio, the booth. We're going to be doing shit all weekend long. You already yeah, know the, one of the games you're going to be running. I know. There's a few exciting things happening in there that I am super juiced about. So, yeah. I mean, the booth, too. Like, like we, That's so funny. Like We sh- we highlight these other shows because we're like, oh, we just want you to know in advance. If you want to go, you got to get tickets. You don't need any tickets to come by the booth except, you know, event passes and – there's going to be so much fun stuff going on in there. Yeah, you could literally like put your your earbuds on, have Twitch on your phone, and sit there and watch the booth while listening to the game. Or we have a TV outside the booth where where usually the sound sound on. You can watch it happen right there while also looking. It's kind of it's kind of cool. Really, nobody's doing anything like that. I think uh, I think there's worth in just watching it happen. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. That, that dread game last year must have been fun to watch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's one you don't even need sound for for it to be awesome. <laughs> um, all right, well, let's talk about Strange Aeons uh, for a nah. second here. The St. Paul show was awesome. It really was. Had a lot of role play, uh, though it did start out with a lot of mechanics, uh, and, and that brought up one thing in We Are Stupid, which I'll talk about in a second, but the 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 uh, episode was largely role play based it was huge to get some big npc reveals two and one npc that we were definitely searching for another npc that we had heard about 
Uh, what's her name again? And, and is it really Blix? Something Blix? Blix. Kelvetta Bricks? Bricks, yeah. I mean, I've said okay. it so, now so uh, so often in uh, Nestor Bindley's voice that I'm not even 100% sure, but I think it's Kelvetta Bricks. Well, if it's Kelvetta Bricks, do you realize how funny that is? That it, to me, it sounds every time you say it, I hear Cal- Calrianne Blicks. Calrianne Blicks, yeah. I mean, it's just, I get the two of them confused. Well, it's probably like the same four writers that wrote this adventure path and wrote that one. Let me just see. Uh, Calvetta Bricks. Yeah. Uh, Well, Well, I think these are always interesting. I love NPC interactions in RPGs where you hear something about the NPC before you meet them by the NPC's enemy. Mm-hmm. So you hear about them as being uh, a, a bad guy, for lack of a better term. And then when you actually meet them, they're like, no, oh, no, that's a misinterpretation. I'm a good dude. I'm, I'm one cool. of the good ones. I'm one of the good ones. The other guy that told you that is the bad one. And then you, you're kind of left in this impossible position, like, <laughs> you know, which which one is right, which one is wrong, especially in a situation where you're in a prison because you're making the decision to release them or not. You know? Right, right. So, I don't know. You know a lot more about this adventure, obviously, than we do. So, try to make it more general, not necessarily this adventure. Um, Generally speaking, is it kind of just case by case for you every time? But Or if if you're playing in these kind of situations where you are in a prison of your enemies and you're trying (laughs) to destroy the people that are running the prison, like, do you – is your natural reaction to release prisoners or to leave prisoners in cells? Like, what does your gut tell you? It, whether it's meta or not, I don't care. But as a player, you know, what is your kind of, like, go-to on the, those kind of things? Well, God, I mean, you make it sound like this happens all the time. <laughs> you know when uh, you're in has, a lunar prison and there's enemies? It's not a, it's not a lunar <laughs> prison, but it, this happens – this does happen all yeah. the time. Well, this is an interesting one, too, because, yeah, you meet Nestor Bindley, and obviously I play him as unlikable as possible, but you understand that he's probably a good guy. And so if he doesn't like someone else, they must be a bad guy. But now you're in a prison full of horrible monsters, and you meet this quote-unquote bad guy, and you have to decide, like, is this is it worth trying to break? Can they be trusted? Are they even that person? How do we know it's not a shapeshifter that's going to do – like, there's so many things that have to be running through your head. Uh, like, I don't know how you choose, um, but – And so I always try to play it where I want to keep you guessing the entire time. So you never feel safe with your choice. Um, I think Matthew really wanted to just straight up kill her. Wasn't it Matthew? It was like killer. Yeah. I don't think he, like sometimes he jokes about that stuff to get, you know, uh, a reaction, especially in a live show. But in that case, I, I feel like he really did just want to kill her. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's, that's out there too. And, and so I want all those options to be on the table. What would I choose in that situation or, or push for? I think I push for chaos, which is like, ah, let her out. Yeah. You know, because like, what's the worst that could happen? She comes after us. Yeah. It's, it, I think it happens more than you think or are remembering. Remember, Probably. this game, this game is an evolution of Dungeons and Dragons. And what are dungeons? They're just prisons. So like more <laughs> often than not, you are running into celled NPCs that, and you don't know they're either sick or dying, right? Or they're, please help me get out of here. Or they could just be straight up unconscious. And I tend to approach these things as like, Let's just leave them locked up until everything we're doing in here is done and we have, like, time to think about this kind of thing before we just start releasing people. Right. Uh, you know, if it's someone you don't know and you're meeting them the first time behind bars. Uh, you know, they have those kind of choices <laughs> in video games, too. Like, um, 
I remember some distinct ones in Divinity Original Sin 2. Do you remember that? Did you, you played that, didn't you? Oh, hell yeah. I, I remember like there were people like in cages and you could decide to like let them out or not, uh, you know, and not just cages, but like you know, prison, like cages that were, they were put there by people who were saying they were breaking the law or whatever. Uh, it, it's, it's an, it's an interesting role-playing choice that, that comes up from time to time. Um, oh man. And there was the second set of cells too, where we find the yellow King. And this is in complete and utter silence. I thought that I was done for the rest of the entire shows of the weekend. <laughs> like I thought that the rest of this prison was going to be in complete silence and that spellcasting wouldn't be possible. And I was like, I'm so utterly screwed. Uh, but it turns out it's, it feels like at least that it's a little bit more of just these cells, this yeah. area. And what a horrible way to torture people. I know you're, in, you're already in solitary confinement. Let's throw a permanent silence spell on the area as well. And that's what he said. He was like, I could live without the food and water. It was the silence. The silence was driving me mad. Yeah, it's it's brilliant uh, from a game design perspective, uh, from a development perspective, and and terrifying. Uh, and yeah. it's really twisted. It's pretty sick, to, you know, to, to to think of that and to think of the uh, – to extrapolate that out to what that would really be like for a prisoner to be in there for a long time. Uh, oh, man, it would be so messed up. Uh, but, yeah, it's great to find the Yellow King and to finally be hopefully on a path to to getting out of there and to getting these – to getting the story back to where, you know, we're right on target to get to the the mad poet. But it's very like, I don't know. What did you think about me bringing up this discussion of just leaving? Like oh, at that I, time, I, did you, I, did you ever think that that would, that we do that? Or do you think you're like, Oh, well they'll complete the mission, try to complete the mission or. The, I mean, I absolutely thought about it. Right. Because the way it's written, I, I'm like, they could just leave. And now I might do things if you decide to do that, obviously, but like I'm, I'm sure. preparing like, what if they just wanted to get out of there? And then I think about like, what are their methods for getting out of there? Do they have a, a spell that they could just like blink and end up back at the Shantak? Um, so I start looking through people's sheets and be like, all right, I don't, I don't think I see that spell. Okay. Well, what if they wanted to go invisibility? So I start thinking not only like, what if you wanted to go, but how you would do it. And then so that I can prepare reactions for it. But yeah, they're really at that point. The only reason to continue on is because you made a deal with Yathketh and the deal was dispose of Arknar and you can have, you can have your prisoner. And so I think that hanging in the back of your head was enough of a nugget that caused some sort of, uh, you know, inter-party strife because you were like, what are we doing? Let's just got to fuck that other guy. Uh, and then Suki's got her own thing going on uh, with her, her lost lover wondering, it's like, is he still alive or, or if not, can I get some more information? Like, how does he get here? And so she's torn as well. And so that added an interesting dynamic, but yeah, it was, it's really interesting the way it was uh, written in that like you find the, usually you find the yellow King, like behind the boss door. Do you know what I mean? In this one, you found it and like, you still got to go upstairs. Yeah. What if you don't? Yeah, it's, it was a really, <clears throat> I was really up in the air myself because I just felt like what's worse to try to fight another one of these moon beasts, which is so powerful. Like the, the first one, Yath Kef like crushed us. So I'm like, we'll probably just even die in that fight. So why not just try to like get out of here now that we have the yellow king? But then you risk pissing off two different moon beasts, <laughs> right. you know what I mean? And having them coming after you. Uh, and you already uh, saw what one angry one can do. <laughs> right. But I'm also in, a, in the meta, I'm thinking at the time, I'm thinking, what if this is it for 
you know, what if we can get to the mad poet and then this is kind of it in the dreamlands? You know what I mean? Like, what if we don't have to come back here? Then we probably don't have to deal with the moon beast, right? Uh, you know, it's not like that. that's something that they're going to chase us all over the material plane or something. But I don't know. Maybe they would. <laughs> but like, I, I don't know. I just I felt like we had a legitimate option here. The characters would be torn by that struggle. So I I, I felt like I had to bring it up. And I was all about uh, Suki, like. Uh, doing her thing and being like, no, I got to go after my 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 backstory guy. I'm right. like, great. Let's. I wanted to push forward as a player, but as a character, I was like, why wouldn't we just get out of here? You know? Yeah, I'm probably getting ahead of myself, but it just it was it was one of my favorite live shows in that how like the sort of the flow of the episode. You know, you meet uh, Calvetta Bricks, and she is the one that starts telling you that like. Things may not be what they seem here. Don't just assume because you know about the dreamlands, you know, like that that's a, a universal rule for everything that happens here. There might be people here that are powerful enough to, to hurt you in real life. Maybe you can't escape. Otherwise, how would she be in a prison? Couldn't she just escape? And so it put, sowed the seed of doubt. And then, of course, we, we end the up with this, with it, with it coming to fruition. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was, yeah. It was, I love how well crafted that beginning to end was and the, the callback and the moment when you realize, like, what a scary realization. And for that to be the cliffhanger was awesome. But we obviously know what happened in Asheville. We're not going to talk about it this week. We, could, we got next week's FOD to, to discuss it. Um, and uh, perhaps some more uh, We Are Stupid next week. But this week, one little note on We Are Stupid, just a reminder for you, if you don't already know this uh, for sure, because I ha- had a tendency to kind of know it and then forget it. Um, we might have implied in how we did Eris's recovery checks and this is right, right from Professor Eric. Thank you, Professor Eric. We may have implied that you get a wounded condition equal to your dying condition, like when you lose it. But that's not what happens. Whenever you lose the dying condition, you just get wounded one. Even if you were dying four, you just get wounded one. It's when you remove you the recover. dying condition again that it goes from wounded one to wounded it, two. It goes up by one. And it doesn't matter how how – uh, deadly your dying condition was, how close you were to death doesn't matter. It always just is one to wound it, and it always just adds one each time you come out of it. Yeah, and you know, I, I think I knew that. It's just the problem with the, it, it, this is happening between episodes and between recordings that happened weeks ago and a live show, and even going back and listening, when I, I have to sit down and figure like, where were you at? Like, I, we, we have to all be better about policing ourselves. And obviously, I'm saying that you guys have to police your, your own individual characters. Um, but like, it seems simple enough. Just add on your character sheet that you have this and that. But you should really make notes at the end of the session. Like, all right, how, where am I at? What What is this? And how many hero points do I, you know, like, that that really helps. I, I don't always do it. And then I have to go back. I'm like, fuck, why didn't I just make a note that I just used this spell and that? that. Um, but like the people have to be really on top of that. Um, because I sent a message out like three or four days before the show. Like, where's everybody at? And people were like, I think I'm dying. To-. I'm like, what do you mean you think you're dying? To-? All right. I guess I'll listen to the last 30 minutes again. Um, yeah, we'll seriously, when you're that close to the end of your character's life, you're like, <laughs> should really be taking very, very specific notes to make sure that you are giving yourself your best chance to, uh, to do everything accurately. But it's a, it's a 
no pun intended, it's a deadly time to end an episode and to have yeah. like three a three week gap before the next recording. But th- we are not the only ones this happens to. You know, yeah. like this this happens to people in their regular games. They have to break for the night, and people are down or they have conditions. And yeah, you, you had know, a taking pops. notes right then. Yeah, had a couple paps. Or if they're taking like notes. our buddy Drew during Jade Region, you've drank a bottle of Jameson. <laughs> <laughs> exactly oh my gosh we'd come back to jade region sessions and be like so what happened last time he'd be like ha! we played last week <laughs> we played last week uh <laughs> yeah those those details are obviously uh very important to mention another detail important to mention before we get out of here uh that i forgot to mention at the top of the show is uh there's merch that came out of st paul and Asheville that's hitting the web store there's a brand Hell new shirt yes. that is dope and i you got one that shirt man. i love that shirt man it's really really good it very it's like handsome. an old school frost giant style it looks like an old school shirt from like when we were kids like t- to yeah. me that's what it looks like and i absolutely kind of love it feel. uh Keep an eye on our social media uh, or otherwise just keep pinging the web store. And within the next few days, it should be up and rolling, if not today. Uh, so keep an eye out for that. And then also the posters, which were so sick. Yeah. Angelina is doing amazing work on the posters. And they are uh, going to be up in the next couple of days for Asheville and St. Paul. And those ones are – there's only a few left. They went like hotcakes at the shows. So there's a few left. If you want to check those out, maybe add to your collectione. They should be on the web store. Collectione. <laughs> they should be on the web store in the next few days. So yeah, forgot that. Forgot that minor detail. Uh, I'm going to wrap it up there, dude. Unless you've got anything else uh, on your mind. Uh, um, actually, no. I don't care if you've got anything on your mind. We're wrapping it up. We got too okay. much to do. I had something uh, juicy, but forget it. <laughs> forget it. Save it for next week. You know, we literally actually have a meeting we have to go to right now. Uh, oh, we do. <laughs> yeah, we do. All right, thanks everybody. Wait. Have a fantastic week, and we'll see you next week for more fodder. Oh. Uh, see you next time. Bye. Fuck, we do have a meeting. <laughs> Shit, I thought our day was done. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Glass Cannon Network. For more podcasts and live streams, visit glasscannonnetwork.com. And for exclusive shows and content you can't find anywhere else, subscribe today at patreon.com slash glasscannon. On a summer night, Douglas Wagg Jr. lay motionless across a strip of railroad tracks before being struck by an oncoming train. I'm investigative journalist Delia D'Ambra, and my investigation into exactly how Doug died took me into the depths of a bizarre mystery. It was really hard to understand what was fact and what wasn't. A mystery that has led me from one suspicious death to another. Listen to CounterClock now, wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome to a journey into the heart of the Texas Renaissance Festival, the nation's largest and rowdiest celebration of medieval fantasy. But what lurks beneath the facade of tights and turkey legs? Well, we dove deep into the empire to uncover a history marred by mystery and misconduct, murders, assaults, and other crimes that tarnish its legacy. This isn't just a fairy tale. It's a cautionary tale of power, fantasy, and the consequences that follow when they all collide. Search for Crime Waves Renaissance Texas on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening now.